Welcome to Freedom Matters Today. I am Michael J. Sutton and this is episode 89 in our series Freedom from Fear. The title for today's podcast is Freedom from Inferiority. Freedom from Inferiority. Inferiority is a word that DIY or do-it-yourself experts know quite well. Inferior products plague the market. They can include dodgy screws, faulty hand tools, brooms that snap under pressure, saws with teeth that have no bite, frames that are not up to scratch, drills with no power, and steel that bends with the wind. Inferior tools hamper good workmanship, and inferior products ruin construction. Inferiority seems to be the fastest-growing language in the construction industry. When I lived in Japan, I visited the ancient city of Matsumoto, for it has one of the oldest, most authentic and beautiful traditional castles in the nation. Most of the old castles were pulled down in the late 19th century because the ruling class believed that anything not Western should be destroyed. But in the museum near the castle there is a suit of samurai armour and the breastplate is the most fascinating and yet most tragic part. It is a beautiful piece of armour, well made and crafted and skillfully constructed. In the middle of the breastplate is, however, a single bullet hole. It would have killed the wearer of the armour outright. He would have been dead before he hit the ground. Despite his beauty, wonder and craftsmanship, the suit of armour was inferior and no match for a rifle. God only gives us the best armour to fight against the schemes of the devil. We can be sure that as Christians we have freedom from inferiority. God gives us the only armour capable of sustaining an attack from Diabolos. It is made by God. It is not handmade, but God-made. It is divinely made and crafted of the best materials. The armour needed to repel spiritual attacks could not be made by us. We would not even know how to do it. The skills have long been lost to humans since the very beginning of creation. Paul is convinced when he tells us in Ephesians 6.11 to put on the whole armour of God so that we can be able to stand against the devil's schemes. What is needed is not something that comes from us, but that which comes from God. The armour of God is given because ours does not work effectively. Ours is a paper fence in a flood. Our armour is made by us and we have put it on the wrong way, We have it upside down and even when it fits it's not suitable for the attacks that we will face in life. The tragedy is that Christians who place their faith in the church are ill-equipped for battle. The mass will not save you from the schemes of the devil, nor will your infant baptism or your adult baptism, nor will your rituals or your sermons. It is only God who can save you and it is only God who can protect you. Christian fascists 
might dare to go further and try to adopt the language of Paul to construct some principles we can live by. The Bible talks about faith, hope and love, 1 Thessalonians 5, 7-9, and in Ephesians, Paul speaks of truth, righteousness, peace, faith and the Spirit. Ephesians 6, 11-18 The Christian fascists will give beautiful sermons on love, faith and hope, but they will mix it with the importance of trying our best to love others, especially our own, and how to build our kingdoms on earth and return our nation to our Christian roots. The Bible, however, does not offer principles to live by or ethics to obey, but presents us with a saviour who has gone before us and stood in our place so we would need we would not need to stand against diabolos alone let me say that again the bible does not offer principles to live by or ethics to obey but presents us with a savior who has gone before us and stood in our place so we would not need to stand against Diabolos alone. This the Christian fascists will always ignore because they can talk about love, but they will do their best to ignore the embodiment of love, Jesus Christ. For by his life he lived for God, and by his death on the cross he put on God's armour so we might stand against evil. Indeed it was Christ who road-tested the armour of God. Jesus was the road tester of God's armour. Jesus lived by the truth and he embodied the truth for by his arrival, his life and his death, he told the world who God is, how he might be known and what needed to be done so people might know him. Jesus repeatedly told his disciples that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and that he would rise again on the third day. Luke 24, verse 7. He did not lie, but was honest to all. He often used the phrase, I tell you the truth. For example, in Matthew eleven eleven, Indeed, there was truthfulness in his words and in his life. See John chapter 8. Jesus even said that he embodied the truth when he said that he was the way, the truth and the life, and that no one came to the Father except through him. John chapter 14, verse 6. Before Pontius Pilate in the kangaroo court, Jesus identified with the truth. John records in chapter 18, verse 37, You are a king then, said Pilate. Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. In fact, the reason I was born and came into the world is to testify to the truth. Everyone on the side of truth listens to me. Are Christian fascists prepared to say that everyone on the side of truth listens to Christ? Of course not. It's a bold statement for Jesus to make. Can these fascists take refuge in Christ alone? Or do they need their culture war and their fight to restore national Christianity? To follow the truth, Christian fascists must leave these things at the door to the kingdom of God as no such nonsense is welcome there. But maybe they should check with their political masters first. Jesus also puts on the armour of God 
by arming himself with righteousness. Christ lived a sinless life, proclaimed the Bible, so that he fulfilled the law of Moses and lived a life that no one else was able to do. He fulfilled all righteousness. And when he died on the cross, he died as one righteous before God, not as a sinner, not as one guilty under the law. But he became sin for us, so that we might receive the righteousness of God. Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, verse 4, Christ is the culmination of the law, so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. Paul even says in Galatians chapter 3, verses 3 to 5, So also, when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the set time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law that we might receive adoption to sonship. This righteousness is not from us, or from the Christian, or from the Christian fascist, but from God. Paul explains this in 2 Corinthians 5.21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. This righteousness has nothing to do with us. It is not our good works, or living a good life, or living according to the standard of the church, or Christian fascism, being a good white supremacist. It is simply to receive by faith what Christ has done. Indeed, that is why we call Jesus the Saviour, because he saves. Jesus also put on the armour of peace, both in terms of his identity and the fruit of his life. This seems to be a contradiction in terms of wearing armour, but it is a confirmation of the identity of Jesus and for all who seek to follow him. Luke chapter 2 verse 14 reads that the angel said at his birth, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When he saw his disciples after the resurrection, the first words Jesus spoke to them were, Peace be with you. Luke 24 verse 36 and John chapter 20 verse 19. Jesus spoke to reassure his disciples and give them comfort and words of peace. He said in John 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Not only was his arrival one of peace and his life and words, but his death and resurrection brought about peace with God. Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 3, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Today we have seen, therefore, how God's armour is freedom from inferiority. And this is because Jesus has road-tested God's armour on our behalf. Tomorrow we will talk we will see how God has not left us alone to fight the devil, but given us stability in our walk 
with God in our talk called Freedom from Instability. Remember, freedom matters today because you matter to God. Freedom Matters Today looks at freedom from a Christian perspective. Please join us tomorrow for another episode of Freedom from Fear.